0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Phillips. This is the game that I'm most interested in outside of Chiefs and Bengals. And it goes up opposite it. Niners, Dolphins. Your question here was: Do the Niners are they the team with the most at stake this year? What do you what do you mean by that?
1: What I mean by that is: so when I looked at this game, I thought to myself, there there are all these matchups this week of teams with winning records, but for San Francisco, given what happened with Lance, given Garoppolo's situation, given you never know with McCaffrey year to year and what they gave up to get them like they've really got to push through here and get it done I don't think better luck next year or we're going to be just as good or better next year applies for them as easily as we might be able to finesse those debates about some of these other teams you know like Maybe Miami doesn't catch lightning in a bottle again. But two is young. The receivers are young. They're under contract. It's McDaniel's first year. This is kind of a freebie year for them. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't expected to win their division this year. Oh,
0: I mean, I think there's more at stake for San Francisco than Miami. But I don't know about necessarily any team in the league.
1: Well, who would be the team that you would argue... Has um, more invested in this year, even. Well, I mean, I think there's. I
0: think the Cowboys have a lot invested in the year, with the Sean Payton rumors and the pressure there, and Dak Prescott.
1: But and, but that is but that could be. We both agree, even though I just argued for McCarthy as coach of the year potentially. That's a that's an upgrade for them. Next yeah. year, Payton comes in there, makes them better. Yes. So if they don't win this year, McCarthy gets fired, Peyton gets hired. That might actually be a good thing for them in the long run.
0: Just I, yeah, that's I mean, sure. I, just l- large consequences. I mean, Brady could retire. That'd be big for Tampa. And l- listen, San Francisco has a lot on its plate. But like when they when you lose your starting quarterback, it it changes things. I just I want to talk about Miami for just a second. I feel like if they win this game. If they go across the country and win in San Francisco against that defense as an underdog, I will come on the podcast Sunday night for the first time believing that they're a legitimate contender to make it to the Super Bowl. I've watched them this year and been impressed and been entertained, but always been skeptical. And I loved the McDaniel hire, and Tyreek Hill is incredible. But Tua just feels like he's benefiting from a system around him. And he's getting so much, like, overcorrection on the love nationally. Their five-game winning streak is Pittsburgh, Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, Houston. Now, early, they hung 42 on Baltimore and won that really weird game where Baltimore secondary just decided to stop running. Yep. And, yes, they beat Buffalo by two points. And that was obviously very impressive in a divisional win and back when we thought that Buffalo they were only 2 weeks removed from that opening night ass kicking of the Rams and you know that was when we still thought that Buffalo was head and shoulders above everyone else that that was a very impressive win at the time but it has not aged as impressively given the vulnerabilities that the Bills have shown at different points and then since then they haven't beaten a good team like they're talented they're good but I don't consider them battle-tested or great. If they win this game, this is a very tough spot. That defense, that pass rush, the coach with the institutional knowledge, no running game on yeah. the road across the country. Like I, I will be very impressed yeah. if
1: Miami wins this game. Well, two, two things on that. If, if they lose this game... They still have, I think, right after this, they go to Buffalo, and then they have the Chargers on the road too. I might have those games flipped.
0: Opposite, way, well, yeah, yeah, Chargers okay. then Buffalo back to back. So, yeah.
1: really, I think for them, you you win two out of those three games, you're going to open up a ton of eyes. So this is not like their one crack at it. I agree with what, like, no, I, it's I, it's not their one crack yeah, at it, but it's their first crack in a while. For, yeah, for you as a non-believer. Um, the other observation I make just hearing you go through that where you're at with them is the McDaniel roller coaster where everyone was in love with him, then the two stuff happens and we both felt like, oh man, this guy's gonna catch a bunch of hell and people have soured on him. Well during this winning streak, it's like all that has been forgotten and and, and pushed off to the side. So he has rebounded from that episode very well. But, you know, if they go one and two or 0 oh and three in these games, then we're going to be back, maybe not back to square one, but there's going to be questions about, about both the quarterback more so than the coach, I think, if he struggles in these three games. Starting yeah. And, and I mean, it, it, their schedule is awesome. I mean, it's
0: at, at San Francisco, at LA, uh, at Buffalo, so three straight road games, home against the Packers in New England, home against the Jets.
1: Yeah, we're going to see them a lot in big games here over the next
0: seven weeks. Yeah, so it's it's a, it's a great closing schedule, but I think in particular this one, for me anyway, because of the caliber of the Niners' defense, we just haven't seen them play a team yeah. anywhere remotely that talented defensively, and because of the it's schedule, you got one
1: you got to favor the Bills to win the division because of that schedule. Yes,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, NFC East matchup here. Commanders and Giants.
1: Which team is more likely to make the playoffs? I think that's an open-shut case now. I've been saying it for weeks. I thought Washington was going to run down the Giants and run down Seattle even, too. And I don't think that they're going to skip their way into the playoffs but I think they're in really good shape right now, even with a quarterback who could put together awful games like it's nothing. I mean, Heineke is not, you're not out of the woods with him by a long shot, but you're getting Chase Young back. They're already hitting quarterbacks a ton without him. Uh, I mean, I think their defense is going to look a lot like it did at the end of the 2020 season here in the last few weeks. So, I think the Giants' story was fun while it lasted and there's obviously things to build on, but I think that it's really going to turn on Sunday when Washington wins in New York and they're going to be looked at as a team. That's going to be one of the uh, three wild cards in the NFC.
0: Yeah. I, I, I answered when you sent me the question I answered in my head and then I checked the odds to back it up and it validated it. It it's Washington and and Washington is minus money to make the playoffs and the Giants are like plus 110 to make the playoffs it's it's very close but Washington still has their bye the Giants don't Washington's got a schedule quirk here they're in New York then by then home against New York Mm -hmm. how often do you see a team play back-to-back games happened last
1: year with Cleveland and Baltimore and I don't remember it happening right in decades before that So, super
0: weird uh, opportunity to just cement it, and then they get... But they have the huge benefit of the second game for them is a home game off a bye, and the Giants are coming off a game against the Eagles, sandwiched in there, and the Giants have both games against the Eagles left. Yep. Now, Washington has a Niners game and a Cowboys game, so it's not like it's completely easy for them, but the bye the home game against the Giants out of the bye, having their Eagles games behind them. I I think it's just pretty objectively in Washington's favor with the inside track, uh, given the schedule the rest of the way. All right, (laughs) Packers-Bears, we've been riding a roller coaster on the show this week. On Monday, we thought it was going to be Trevor Simeon or Nathan Peterman versus maybe Tim Boyle against Jordan Love. And then today Fields is a full participant in practice and Rogers told Pat McAfee that he was playing on Tuesday. So now it's Fields against Rogers for his first game at Soldier Fields and saying, I still own you. So this game went from being completely irrelevant to now everyone hates me for saying that the Bears should still lose for their draft position. So, <laughs> and now everyone's like super pumped for the game. Do you think Rogers should even be
1: playing in this game? I I don't because he's given such a he he seems like he's dead set on playing in this game, but it's had to like walk back or at least couch some opinion on him saying once they were technically eliminated that he didn't want to play anymore so i mean they're not they're, they're not mathematically eliminated but i i just don't understand how if he's at least open minded to not playing all of their games why it's impossible to just sit him down and like dude you're less than 100% you're not right right you've got two separate injuries right now a broken thumb and now this rib injury just shut it down it's over it's done
0: i i respect what he's saying about if you're a competitor you want to be available for your team and you want to play like all football players have that mentality but he didn't
1: completely say that because he's like if we're out of it i don't want to play anymore well
0: he, yeah cuz he knows he could heal the injury and he's been i i think he wants jordan love to get a shot you do I do. Dude, his contract's untradeable. He's going to be the quarterback of the Packers next year. Like, everyone's like, oh, they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers to the Colts and he's going to go back and be with his boy Jeff Saturday. The like, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a no trade clause, but he basically does because he could just retire. Like, I'm not going to go there. So his contract is basically untradeable. He's going to be the quarterback of the Packers next year. So I do think that there, and he said like that watching Jordan love succeed was like watching his little brother succeed. He had a lot of pride. He, You know, he's, a, I, I think now since he got the contract, he's kind of over it and happy for him. And so I think that Rogers
1: is crazy. I can crazy. see that. I, I, I get what you, I, I think that that's, pl- I think that's possible. I, I, so could I understand that.
0: And, and that he, that he could all of a sudden like turn it back around and like, if Jordan love looks good for a few weeks and then they trade him in the off season, like then that helps Aaron Rodgers Cause they get an asset for him yeah for, for, for next year's team.
1: And so well, I, I don't think, know why they can't convince him now to just not play.
0: Yeah. I, like I said, I, I think that there is something to the competitiveness and man, he's kind of, he, so a, a texter said this to the show today and, and we really liked the comment, like, he has embraced the Bears-Packers rivalry more than any player in a decade. Like, he he talks shit, and it's not just the I-own-you thing. Like, he has reverence for Chicago and Chicago sports fans and, you know, watching the Cubs on WGN back in the day and Michael Jordan, and he lives in Wisconsin, and his neighbors come up to him, and he tells all these stories about how the rivalry means something to him, and he, like, tells the younger players
1: about what it means, like, He he likes playing in the game. Yeah. Well, he does because he always beats him. Well, yeah, exactly. But the fact that he always beats him, if he makes the rivalry out like it's really important, then it makes his record in the game seem or look better is how I take that.
0: Well, yeah, but he also likes to say that when he took over, it was super lopsided. Uh, The all-time series. The all-time. The all-time and now it's been it's been like he caught him like he he chased him down and, and caught him and both these teams are tied with most wins in NFL history it's like 786 to 786 uh head, heading into this game and listen i what i've been saying on the show is that this season has gone in a way that nobody could have expected for the bears like if you would have told me before the year damn, man, Justin Fields looks special. He's definitely the guy with this offensive line and this guy, these guys around him. I'd be like, well, okay, then he's fucking Superman, and they're winning games, yeah, which is great, because you have your guy. Or Justin Fields is really going to struggle, and they're going to be the worst team in the NFL because look at these line, look at these wide receivers, look at all the dead cap space. But it's been both. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, they'd have the second pick in the draft which in theory they could trade for two or three first-round picks if they wanted to, Yep. and Fields looks awesome. But now I got like a lot of Bears fans that are like, fuck that, beat the Packers no matter what the season is. I'm like, no, are you crazy? Like, five more losses, finish the year with a 10-game losing streak, have Fields look awesome in the losses. You trade down from two to five, still take a fucking stud defensive player, pick up two first-round picks. 100 million in cap space you're you're the dolphins next year like you're ready to go um so it's just it's it's i figured if fields was this good they'd be a six seven eight win team but fields might be this good and just because of circumstance crazy weird losses to the vikings the lions etc they could be the fucking second worst team in the league it's unbelievable
1: What's in front of them? So I want set, to which play would set what them up to lose. Which would set them up, like you said, remarkably well long term if it goes. Remarkably that way. well. Yeah.
0: And it sets up the Steelers pretty nicely because of the dude, right now. Players. That would be the 33rd pick in the draft. Because the, the Dolphins forfeited their first rounder. So there's only 31 first round picks. Oh shit. That would be the 33rd pick in the draft. <laughs> oh my God. For Chase Clay for a year and a half of Chase Claypool.
1: Oh, man.
0: Yeah.